From odds.com.au HQ, this is the From the Nosebleeds podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Nosebleeds. My name is Matt Hickey. Joining me as they always do, first up, Jake Eckwood. Of course, odds.com.au superstar. Jerno, Jakey, the squid, how are you? Good, thanks, Beast. How are you? I'm not too bad. And next to him, James Lamb, the superstar punters.com.au journalist. James, always a pleasure. Throwing the term superstar around pretty loosely. <laughs> well, there, just a bunch of superstars around here. Yeah, it's a we're excited. Another episode after what was a thrilling ep last week, oh. and we'll get to the bank builders later on. Uh, but on this that. show, of course, bank builders, we've also got our moments of the week. Uh, Squid, you've got the throwback, I believe. Yes, looking forward to it. James, you've got the cult profile. I do, yes. And uh, the quiz is also there, and of course, big calls. You cannot forget those. Plenty going on in the world of sport, as there always is. We're edging closer and closer to the AFL and NRL finals. The Ashes rolls on. The Premier League has begun. Man City, they're going to look... Uh, they look very, very difficult to beat Squid after the first week. Yeah, absolutely. The Reds as well, of course, 4-1 winners on Friday night. I still like Liverpool. Sane injured as well for City, which could prove crucial down the track. There you go. And the Wallabies had a big upset win over the All Blacks. And retirements galore, we've also seen across a number of codes. Let's get straight into it. Moments of the week. And Jake, we're going to start off with you. Plenty to choose from this week, as you mentioned. We're actually going to go to, believe it or not, the Bledisloe Cup for my moment of the week. And the Wallabies, of course, run out winners 47 to 26, the highest score we've ever scored against the All Blacks in actual fact. Um, But I'm going to take you to a moment when Samu Karevi channeled the great Jonah Lomu down the left-hand touchline. First off, he brushed past halfback Aaron Smith before he was faced with the challenge of getting past fullback Bowden Barrett, and then this happened. Well, here is Samu Karevi, gets it back. So instead of looking for an offload or trying to get around him, Karevi decided to go straight over the top of Bowden Barrett. Now, keep in mind, guys, Bowden Barrett ranked as one of the best fullbacks in the world as well. Absolutely steamrolled him. And as you heard there on the audio, Nick White is the man who ended up scoring the try. But not sure if you guys saw this. Absolutely bulldozed him. Sensational to watch. And how good is it, the Wallabies? Back on the winner's list against the ABs for the first time in a long time. Very good. Now, I think believe, believe they have to go to Eden Park <laughs> they do. now and break that hoodoo to win the Blaze. Like, can we talk about that commentator's, oh, wow. He was very pleased with what was going on on the field. Up and about. In first time, if they do win on Saturday. They haven't won there since 1986, if you can believe that. Actually, the year I was born too. Yes, I am old. Uh, if they win on Saturday And you've night, just quietly slipped in also that you know bringing up when you were born it was your <laughs> birthday during the week we all know happy birthday yes, squid happy good on you very much squid. guys i'm waiting for the gift so i assume that's post show yeah it? it's okay. one of those ones that yeah order online takes a few days <laughs> yeah. uh james your moment of the week uh it was a fairly dirty round of footy it was an absolute it was stinker actually crap let's in the be nfl but the saints frio game i thought was was a bit of a ripper yep. and it was great to see jack Stephen have a major influence in his first game back for a couple of months, he's obviously battled a few mental health issues and he admitted post-game that his rig probably isn't in peak <laughs> yes. condition. It looked a bit like a country footballer, but jeez, he performed. He did. He had the 22 touches and bobbed up with three goals to get the Saints over the line. So I enjoyed that. And my other highlight, just quickly, 
Kangaroos. Oh, no. The oh, rookie who that. has quit the club to go on the amazing race. Yes. Oh, wow. I thought, you you were just going, thought you were going to bring up the fact that we only scored a one goal on the 14 weekend. points. Yeah, yeah it was no, pretty horrendous. That, that, no, I did see the rookie that had quit. Yeah, yeah, Tom Wilkinson. So he was recruited last year, but he's he's off to travel the world with Paul Ruse's son, funnily enough, yeah. on the amazing race. Well, yeah. Tell you would be stiff if they went out first elimination. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it was pretty hard to get into the North Melbourne side at the moment. It's actually not. So. No. <laughs> oh, no. But he should enjoy himself. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, my moment of the week, also AFL related. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. It was the North Melbourne Geelong game. Um, and, of course, there wasn't much going on on the field, so I had to pay attention to the commentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a listen to this ripper from Matthew Richardson. Yeah, Higgins missed one. He'd normally kick. Siebel's missed that one. Play on! Like hen's teeth here tonight, those shots. Got to make the most. Why are hen's teeth rare, by the way? I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't think they exist. They just roll they, with the beak. They don't have any. Not one. <laughs> Not, Not one. one. Richard, uh, the hen. <laughs> so Matthew Richardson asking why uh, hen's teeth are rare and... Laying it out pretty simply, it's because they don't have them, Richo. <laughs> Not grow, even one. Didn't grow up on a farm, obviously, Richo. Well, yeah. I mean, even if you did, clearly didn't spend much time with the chooks because that is pretty, pretty poor from Richo. It'd be pretty scary if they did have teeth, chooks. Where would they mm. have the teeth? Inside the beaks. Inside beak. the beaks. <laughs> yeah. mm, that would scary. be scary. Uh, we had a late nomination. So we'd set out our moments of the week, but we had a late nomination. Um, and this one came on Canberra Radio, one of the all-time... Uh, news reader gaffs. Have a listen to this one. Raiders centre Joey Lelua is on the verge of playing his 200th NRL game. He's been named to face the storm after overcoming a career-threatening spinal injury. It will be Lelua's first game in 16 weeks after he had surgery on a bulging dick uh, disc in his <laughs> oh, neck. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That is an absolute nightmare for any news reader. Yeah, um, that's a yeah, I, there's, I don't know what to say after that. And I was actually amazed. We, of course, the uh, the article is up online now, Beast. You've just penned it, it yourself it on odds.com.au. And it got us thinking of a few other commentary gaffes over the journey, didn't it? It did. It got us thinking of a few of them, and a few, including a few race calls. So I think uh, next week we're going to try to compile a few of the ones that are safe to broadcast because there's a few where there's a few <laughs> words that you can't quite say. And so hit us up on social media, odds.com.au, on all platforms and uh, send us through your favourite on-air gaffes, sport-related, hopefully, but I'm sure we'll be able to throw in a few ones. That I know which one I'm going to bring in. And I think I know what one you're going to bring in as an well. Absolute <laughs> classic from the Don't harness get a few <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it is an absolute classic. All right, let's move on now. It is time for Bank Builders. Now, before we get started... Um, I'd just like to note, of course, we all won our bank builders last week. They all got up. So congratulations, fellas. And uh, I went to the trouble of actually making you each something because it's nice of you to join me here on the the winners list. (laughs) So I'd like you just to take these. Um, Here's one for you, Jake. And uh, here's one for you, James. Uh, And just put those on. Jake, what do you you got there, mate? Um, I've got number one tipster. Um, and then some bloke with, well, I'm not going to lie, very large chin <laughs> 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 saying, oh, I'm so proud. So, Is James, do you want to hold that up to the camera behind you? Because we'll be able to show this. That's not in picture at all. Where's the, oh, there we go. There you go. So, we'll, we'll <laughs> post a photo of those. I'll put them on. How can we all be number one tipster? Because we all did so well. Good. I'm so proud. It says, it's a photo of me and I, it says I'm so proud. They, geez, they look good. I think mine actually paid the highest odds too. So just well, well, how much did yours pay? Two dollars twenty. Mine paid two dollars thirty. So mine paid two thirty. Oh, two thirty-five. Mine was actually. 
<laughs> but geez, those badges look good. Let's get into the bank builders. And Jake, with that beautiful badge on, number one tipster. And boy, I am proud. What have you got for us this week? <laughs> Thank you very much, Beast. I'm sticking with the Tigers after they saluted for me last week. I'm taking them to beat the Eagles on Sunday at the MCG, which gets you a nice return of $2.10 at Sportsbet. Many are predicting, of course, this could well be the preview of the grand final. The Tigers are flying seven wins on the trot, while the Eagles enter this one on the back of four consecutive wins. But the biggest reason I've gone for the Tigers here, guys, is their inclusions. They've got not one, but two Brownlow medalists expected to come back into the lineup, of course, in Trent Cochin and Dustin Martin. And it is on their home deck, of course. They love playing at the MCG, and there's plenty of rain coming on Sunday as well. I was actually talking to Nook, one of the punters.com.au journos out there today. He said if it does rain on Sunday, it'll be their sixth wet game in their last seven if you can believe that. They certainly handle it. Sure do. So happy and to take those guys, as mentioned, $2.10 at Sportsbet. And a formula, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Jake. Just tip the Tigers. You're pretty happy with that over the past few weeks. Exactly right. And they, of course, cost me a fortnight ago by just three solitary points. But as we mentioned, back on the winner's list. So happy with that. What about yourself, Beast? Where are you and going also with? you can... Uh, Odds.com.au for all of your AFL tips. Correct. Um, this week, I am going to the golf. Yes, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Because surprise. <laughs> um, we had another winner last week. So it's the BMW Championship, the continuation of the FedEx Cup playoffs at Medina Country Club. Uh, a little bit tough this week. A little bit tough. But I'm uh, no, landed with... up now. Look, he's so confident. It's like, a little bit... It was tough this week, guys. He's literally you know? rubbing his hands here. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> As you yeah, can I'm see. I'm going to stop that. Um, I'm going with... Uh, England's Ian Poulter, top 30 at $2. So he was top 10 at the Northern Trust last week. Eighth at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational, which of course is another big event with plenty of stars in that one. Um, and he was very, very impressive. He started this course in the 2012 Ryder Cup. So Ian Poulter, top 30, $2 to keep, uh, keep rolling in terms of golf bank builders. James Lamb. We're going to Caulfield on Saturday. We've got the, the big PB Lawrence Stakes meeting. So we've got a few of the stars returning for their first up runs for the spring. My bank builder goes around in race two, but at the time that we're doing the podcast, we don't actually have any fixed odds available for that race. So I'm assuming Rat with Gold Tooth is going to go up around the $2.50. One of the all-time names, by so the way. So if, if we get more than $2.50, I think that's, that's a spoil. So... She's raced well this preparation without winning. I think she's had four starts. She covered a stack of ground at Flemington two back, but battled on very bravely for third uh, before just missing out behind Hassan Eagle in the Mildura Cup last start. So she returns to her own sex here, takes on the Mares. Uh, distance rise suitable at her fifth run for the campaign. Maps for a lovely run from Barrier 5 in a race where I think they'll be running on hard at the end. There looks to be plenty of early speed in the race, so... Going with the rat in race two and hoping we get $2.50 or more. Yes, yes, please. Juicy. Uh, you got some others for us? Yeah, I've got some others. So just I'll touch on the PB Lawrence Stakes. I don't think it's a great betting race because we've got uh, the return of Mystic Journey, who is this year's Cox Plate favourite, but she's gone up around $1.85, which certainly looks short enough given she's got much, much bigger fish to fry this campaign. She's going to be up and running for probably the next three months. So I doubt they're going to have her peaking First up, so in that race, I'm probably going to go with Hartnell, the uh, the old boy. He's now Hart a nine-year-old. Still going around, Hartnell. Still going around. He always goes well fresh. He loves Caulfield. He's had four starts 
over the Caulfield 1400 for two wins and two placings. He actually won this race in 2017 and finished second in it last year. So well, I he hope looks he, a I, decent player. I hope he gets up because I feel sorry for him. He's seen that much of Winx's ass over well, the past. Well, he doesn't have to chase Winx home anymore. Mm, exactly. Correct. So good luck to him, Harvey. So he should relish that. Uh, the other race... The other races I just want to touch on quickly. You've got the Regal Roller Stakes. Uh, we've got Be Good to Your Mother, another interestingly named horse going around like in that race. It won five from five last campaign. Maps to lead. It should take plenty of running down at around $2.70, I think I saw early days. And the other one, Age of Chivalry. Do we remember this horse? Yes. I tipped it as my best bet on this program ah, a couple of weeks ago right. and it was a genuine horror show <laughs> at Mooney Valley. Just ran up asses the whole way down the straight. Giving it another chance though? Giving it another chance, up to 1400 Uh Tab went up $3.30. I can't see that price holding up though. I think it'll start a lot shorter. It meets probably an easier field than it met first up. Uh, and Hopefully it's drawn, a bit more luck. Drawn away from the inside, so it should enjoy a bit more clear air. So that was Age of Chivalry Race 4. Very, very nice indeed. I like it. And now we, we head over to Squidlet with a bit of a throwback. Thank you very much for that, Lammy. We're heading way back to, believe it or not, 1986 again for this one, boys. Been a bit of a theme throughout this show. It's his which birthday has for one week. And is, wow, we, we cannot get away from it. it. Yes, I am old. And the PGA Championship for that year, our very own Greg Norman led by four shots going into the final day's play. And he held that margin throughout the front nine. But things quickly turned for the worse for the Shark as he double bogeyed the 11th. And after he bogeyed the 14th, American Bob Tway was level with him at the top of the leaderboard. Heading into the final hole, that pair were both level. But when Tway's shot landed in the greenside bunker, Norman's chances looked pretty good. But that's when Tway entered folklore, chipping in to put the pressure on Norman, who needed to hole an eight-metre putt to force a playoff. He missed Tway lifted the trophy. And how's this, boys? Norman led all four majors in 1986 after the third round and only managed to salute on one occasion. Poor Greg. Can we have a Greg Norman story where it's not him choking? <laughs> Poor fella. Well, there's a few stories about him with his nudes that he takes all his days and puts them on okay, social no media. no nudes or choking. <laughs> well, that's he's pretty much Norman summed up. He's so. ripped for an old man just quietly. Oh, can rig. Can rig. So it got us thinking, boys, what are the biggest sporting chokes of all time? And I know, Beast, you're going back to your favourite game here. Uh, NBA and I, just any chance I can bring up the fact that the Golden State Warriors gave up a 3-1 lead just brings me so much joy. Of course, against Cleveland, uh, LeBron James, Corey Irving absolutely turned it on, guided them, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, to their first NBA championship and uh, the first team ever to lose from 3-1 up in an NBA final series. Uh, suck at Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> and I really reckon that's when, I mean, the NBA's always been popular, mm. but that series just elevated it to a new level in Australia, I think. And since then, it's just been huge. Um, we've all been waiting for Golden State to butcher a, a lead again. Well, they did, of course, lose the finals. Just gone, Lammy? Uh, well, unfortunately... As a Collingwood supporter, mm. I'm familiar with quite a few. Oh, I thought you were going to bring <laughs> up North Melbourne's uh, over the years. Against the uh, Bombers a while hence ago. how they ended up with the nickname the Collie Wobbles. Mm. It was that famous one against Carlton where Carlton yes. piled on. 79? Yeah. Wayne Harms? I think they kicked, I think, 10 goals or something. Mm. To uh, Yeah, famous Wayne Harms. When you would have seen it, that one, James? Knocked it out of the second stand to put it back into play. Uh, yeah, I wasn't around for that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Not even uh, I was, so. 
Oh, and even the, even the 66 grand final yes. against St Kilda. Yep. What about last year? We had the risk of you throwing a punch over the top here. That was, uh, was it a choke? Well, I, I think it's still five of the game. I think so. it's still too soon. It's still yeah, raw. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, just Good back, on you, Jake. back to that chip shot. Um, that was actually Tway's only major. And that chip in, like Norman would have been walking up next to him down the 18th thinking it's going to go to yeah, a playoff. Good luck, mate. Looks over, the crowd goes absolutely bananas because he's the American, of course, and on American soil. Pretty incredible moment, though, in the history of golf. Yeah, not from an Australian point of view, though. Correct. No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great for everybody else, but poor old Greg Norman choked again. Poor fella. So it's time now, Lammy, for your cult profile. What have you got for us, James? Going to league this week. Ooh, nice. We're going with Mark Piggy Riddell. Oh, beautiful. What an all-time nickname, just quietly. So Piggy played NRL for St. George and the Eels from 2001 until 2008. He then had brief stints with Wigan in the UK and the Sydney Roosters before retiring at the end of 2011. So Riddell got his nickname Piggy mm-hmm. because he was somewhat pig-like. In appearance, so <laughs> Wikipedia lists his playing weight at 109 kilos and his height at 182 centimetres, so just on six That's foot. That's six foot, yeah. That's pretty heavy for a hooker <laughs> and kicker. Uh, and speaking of kicking, Piggy had a very unique routine which also contributed to his cult status. He used yeah. to, when he was approaching the ball, he used to sort of give a one-handed salute Right, <laughs> he'd reach out. Not, don't look at me like it was a Hitler saluter, and it was just. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> he was also known for his try celebrations. I don't know if you remember. There was one in particular. It was against the North Queensland Cowboys. He scored a try, kept running, jumped the fence, went up into the stands, found an empty seat, and applauded his own <laughs> yes, try. Yes, I love yes. that so much. That was so nice, that was very good. And one last thing on Piggy, just to add to the cult status that he had. He recently admitted that during his playing days, he lied about his age to get a longer contract. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's yes, Mark. Enough. Yes. That's fair enough. That's, I reckon that's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. It's a clever little piggy. Well, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just quietly, I've just quickly looked up his Wikipedia page. They've chosen the most unflattering photo. You could check it out. Go on to Mark Riddell Wikipedia page. It is one of the... Most unflattering <laughs> images you will just about ever see. So, um, yeah, if you haven't, just quickly look that up because, wow, we they've picked a poor one there. Yeah, so that was this week's uh, cult figure, Piggy. Piggy, get, uh, get around him. Get, get around the Pigmeister. Time for now, everybody's favourite segment, the quiz. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Quizzical. And here's your host, Matt Piggy. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody. Please, please. It's far too much. James, you're the one who applauds the most as well, so thank you so much. Uh, this I week, Piggy's applause, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> the big question today, of course, is can Jake end the streak of James Lamb? James, how many have you won in a row? Three, I think. Well, I wasn't here, though, for a couple. Yes, but it's Let's just say still... Three. Can you end the, the streak? That's well, the question. To be honest, this man sitting to my left is an incredible quiz master. A bit worried Not about to put this. Any I was expecting on. a bit of fighting words rather than it's a bit of a bit no, too no, much the respect. Pr- the pressure's um, all on. So we're talking on. underdog stories because 
Jake, you were the underdog in this situation. So underdogs is the theme. Ooh, well played. Yeah, you wow. see what I did there, guys? So just awesome. wait. There's more to come. All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, can we actually – let's get a buzzer test. James. Thank you, James. Squid. I like it. Also, just quietly, uh, we've canned the multi. Uh, why? It was no good. Oh, No winners. So instead – I think it's just a matter of pride. If you okay. guys want to put, you know, some sort of a lunch bet on it. Oh, we'll put a coffee on it. Yep. Put a coffee on it. Or there a burger. 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 Serious stuff. All right, here we screen. go. Question one. In 1980, the USA Olympic hockey team defeated the Soviet Union. What's it commonly referred to as? Jake. The oh. miracle on ice. Oh, yes, correct. I thought Ooh. he choked there briefly. Question two, multiple choice. In the greatest movie ever made and the all-time great underdog story, Space Jam, the Tune Squad miraculously come back to beat the Monstars. How much were they down by at half time? Was it 27, 36, or 48? James. 36. Incorrect. Damn. Squid. 48. Correct. Oh, he's taken a commanding two-zip lead. It's not over yet, though. It is exactly what happened last week. (laughs) Question three. Back in early 2018, your host was the clear favourite <laughs> midway through the final of the table tennis tournament office final. Leading 20 to 15, what happened next? Jake. You lost five consecutive points. Incorrect. You still, you still won the game, but you lost five points in a row. That is, that is correct. I yeah. still won the game. So uh, the underdog doesn't always win. So that's the message from there. Uh, three nil squid. It's a terrible question. Great question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> Who rode Miracle Winner Prince of Penzance in the two thousand James? Shell Pain. Correct. He's, He's on the board. If he was Three, ever going to get one. <laughs> one. Just threw him a bone there with the uh, horse racing question. Question five, back to one of our favourites. The movie Dodgeball is a famous underdog story. What are the five Ds of Dodgeball? James. Dodge, duck, dive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you'd get this. I think dodge might be twice. Go on. There's one more. Dodge, dodge, <laughs> dodge, and dodge again. Now, let's have a listen to the audio. Just remember the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> dip, dip, dip. So Just you got dip. close. Partial credit. So do I get to go now? No, you don't get to go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I cannot award that. I'm tempted, but I don't deal in half points. So right, you have to get these. Check, please. It's 3-1, two questions remaining, James. You have to get both of these. All right. Question six, who did Barry Hall famously... <laughs> I think that was a James Lamb. Are you serious? Uh, I think You've it got was. to be... Staker. Brent Staker. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> no. Famously so have earlier. in a headlock while playing for the Bulldogs. Oh. Scott Thompson. That is correct. 4-1. And did you get why I did that question? Yeah, because he right. retired this week. But also, cause Scott Thompson, he was under a dog. Underdog. Bulldog. <laughs> Barry Hall. <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> no. Producer does. Barbs has loved it. That was a rip. I thought that was pretty good. Someone get Barbs a mic. 4-1, but we'll, uh, we'll go to the last one just for pride. What odds will Leicester City before the start of the squid? Uh, just going to have a stab in the dark here. I think it was around 500 to 1. Oh, incorrect. Close in terms of the first digit, James. 5,000. <laughs> correct. Oh, nice. To 1. And that ends the quiz. 4-2. 
Squid finally ends the streak of and James and for the first burger bet has yeah. really just yeah, turned yeah, yeah. He's suckered you in there. He's been foxing the whole time. As soon as a burger was on the line, he really lifted. <laughs> he's really lifted his game. Impressive stuff from you, Jake Eckwood. All right, let's go into now big calls. Boy, do I love an air horn. Let's get straight into things. And James, the big call is going to you. I'm going to AFL this week. So I'm going with my beloved Pies to beat Adelaide over there at $2.10. I think they should be favourites. Adelaide don't appear to be travelling all that well at the moment. Very inconsistent. Uh, all up into Frio to give Essendon a bit of a pantsing. So I think Frio it's will be... It's at Optus. It's it over is there. at Optus, yes. Yep. So I think they'll win by 40 plus, which is... Wow, $3.09. I watched Essendon last week. And they were a very dispirited bunch. They stunk. Let's you were at that game, weren't you? Yeah. They absolutely how, how stunk. How was it being at the venue with that many Essendon supporters just leaving it? As a comedy you would have loved it. It was pretty yeah. funny, but then it, I kind of got over it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a boring game. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. pretty boring. So head to the bar. Uh, so that comes out at around $8.20 roughly for that double. So that is my big call. Love that. Uh, <laughs> let's go to you now, Squid. I actually am very bullish about the Pies' chances on the road as well, Lammy. So like that bet, they've won three or four away from Victoria this year. Absolute stats man, this guy. I'm heading to the unreal. English Premier League again for mine. So I'm taking Chelsea and Leicester to draw into Everton to beat Watford and for both teams to score when Aston Villa host Bournemouth, which gets you a big type co- collect. Of $9.75. I wasn't impressed with Chelsea at all last week. And the Leicester defence looked pretty solid. Villa proved they're going to be a handful this season by scoring at Tottenham. And the Toffees will be too strong for a Watford side that were blown away by Brighton last week. So just to reiterate, I'm taking Chelsea and Leicester to draw into Everton to beat Watford. Into both Villa and Bournemouth to score. Which gets you a big call type dividend of $9.75. That's my big call. Longest run up to it. That is my big call I've ever heard. You'll be happy when it salutes. Oh boy, oh boy, I bet I will. All right, my big call. First of all, actually, let's go to the scoreboard and our venture for a team car because we had a massive week last week uh, with all of our bank builders saluting. James, you managed to avoid needing the help of a Nigerian prince. He was a bit upset. I gave him my card <laughs> details anyway, just because we're good <laughs> mates like that. Um, yeah, we still might need him. So yeah. we need to have him. Well, we've survived at least another week. So we're back to about even money now. Uh, And this week, the car is a 1997 Mercedes-Benz E230 Classic with 251Ks on it. and It's in gold, though. You might consider actually just purchasing that now. Well, the worrying thing is, on the ad, it said that uh, the seller was needed to leave the country. (laughs) So it was a little bit like immediately and needed to get rid of the car. Doesn't have a body in the trunk. Yeah, (laughs) I checked the boot before you make any purchase there because it seems a little bit dodgy. All right, my big call, I'm going uh, in Polter Top 30. That was my bank builder into Brighton to defeat West Ham. Uh, uh, Brighton got a win week one. Looked very impressive. Uh, West Ham heavily... Defeated uh, last four matchups between yeah, your team West Ham. Mm. Last four matchups between the two teams, uh, all Premier League, three Brighton wins and one draw. So happy to take Brighton over West Ham. And then finally, I'm backing the Bulldogs over GWS two dollars thirty. Yeah, I like yeah, that I as don't well. Mind it. Outsider. The yeah. only thing is, of course, that the Bulldogs are away from home, but GWS were appalling last week, and the Bulldogs look a million dollars. But 
But GWS might get Josh Kelly back this week. That, which is a big in, but I'm happy to take $2.30. If the Bulldogs are the favourite, I probably wouldn't take them, but $2.30, yep. happy to take that value. That big call, $11.50. That is my a big call. Jeez, I'll never get sick of that air horn. <laughs> All right, well, we're about ready to close, but quickly before we do, I want to send out a call to action for the listeners out there. Uh on Anchor, which is a, a place where we host our podcast, you can send in voice memos. So the link will be in uh, the article that uh, this podcast will be hosted in. And we want you to send through your favourite cult hero. So we, of course, have our cult profile segment. So if you have any cult heroes out there, just send us around a 30-second little voice clip of who it is and why you love them. And uh, we'll look to play as many as we can on air. And uh, I'm expecting some, some brilliant submissions, boys. Let's hope so. Looking forward That's to the it. Plan. I expect also maybe Jake to get in, and he. Probably, I've heard that he wants control of the cult profile segment, yeah. so he's going to try and send in a few. <laughs> you might hear a slightly different <laughs> accent coming through, maybe half a Spanish accent or just something, to, just to uh, yeah, really disrupt this uh, harmonious group that we've got going on here. Still no price for the rat, by the way. Still no price for the refreshing rat. Refreshing the punters odds comparison. Very like a crazy man, but it, yeah. Very well, that's right. We're still, we're still back in the rat. We'll get a price, I'm sure, soon enough. Well, that is all we have time for. Fellas, once again, thank you for joining me. Jake, you will be back next week. Looking forward to it, Beast. And I'll be defending my quiz crown oh, now that I've yes. stolen off Lammy. Tra- he was so gracious beforehand, and now he's just talking so much trash. James? Just wanted to get the W first. Uh, will you be back after losing the quiz? Yeah, I'm looking forward to collecting my retrospective burgers, actually. I've got three coming from <laughs> Squid. You've, you've, three? <laughs> you get going two, back actually, to two the from, ones that you've two won. Two from Squid. Well, it's going to be a big lunch, that you're one. You're going to have to start paying the burgers up straight away or else it's just not going to get paid if you start going one, 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 one. Yeah, we're heading off for a burger right now. Okay, interesting. All right. (laughs) Well, long may our hot tipping form continue. Thanks again, fellas. And make sure you tune in next week. And also don't forget those uh, voice memos. Send in your cult profiles. But uh, don't forget, tune in next week for another episode of From the Nosebleeds. (laughs) 